Listener's discretion is advised. the party so listening here tonight on this Sunday edition of Random Stuff aka the last part of a three day episode weekend which of course next week we may have to go a little further than three because of a makeup prime time graduation special and of course a 4th of July special that will be on the 4th of July obviously July 4th is now gonna be on Tuesday As the first Tuesday of July. Now we begin with what happened earlier tonight at Nashville Super Speedway with the Ross Chastain victory. Yes, I said it. A Ross Chastain victory because he won the 2023 Ally 400 starting first. Yes, he captured his first pole position of his NASCAR Cup Series career. The day prior to the Ally 400 race, and he won. He held off the charging, hard charging Martin Truex Jr., who was not able to get past Ross Chastain for the win. He ended up finishing second. But uh, here was uh, Ross Chastain's on track victory interview with Marty Snyder after he smashed the watermelon again. After a rough month and a half for you and the one team, how's a win for a little medicine? Only thing sweeter, Marty, is this Georgia watermelon. I got to tell you, this is incredible. Um, this is why every little kid out there, anywhere in the world, when you get criticized, and you're going to if you're competitive, they will try to tear you down. You will start believing them. You can't do it. You have to go to your people, trust in the process, read your books, Trust the, the big man's playing upstairs and just keep getting up and going to work. I got to tell you, a lot of, uh, a lot of self-reflection through all of this, but I had a group that believed in me and they didn't let me get down. And they bring rocket ships and I just try to point them to victory lane. So you mentioned the criticism. How did you put it behind you, Ross? Trust in my people, uh, my family back home, the agriculture industry, they're always there for me. And then everybody at Trackhouse that Justin Marks puts in place with Phil Surgeon and our group on the 1-99. Uh, to win in Nashville is actually absolutely incredible. And then uh, the, the WISE program and everybody at GM, Chevrolet. Um, you know, it's, uh, we train, I train with so many of my competitors, and uh, but it makes us better. And uh, I'm up against the best out here. So for everybody at Worldwide Express Racing, sweep the weekend with Carson Hosovar and Nice Motorsports. Uh, get the pole, we won everything we could have with, with Wex Racing. And for Advent Health, Jockey, The Moose, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely incredible 
um, the fight that we have. I love the emotion in the burnout, and you said in the middle of it, this is so much fun. Is that born out of relief, or where did that come from? That's just a desire to win. I got to tell you, Marty, it's um, it's just so hard at this level, and, and it's it's the best of the best, and it's where I've wanted to be since I was 18 years old, and from from studying for over 10 10 years to just to qualify better, let alone go race for a cup race win. Um, you know, along the way, the journey. I'm so so happy that the MMI group's here, and uh, and everybody that that supports me. Um, yeah, look, it's a cup win. I don't care what happened the last month, the last my rest of my life. It's a freaking cup win. Oh, he he said it's a freaking cup race. Yeah, it's a freaking cup race. Sorry, it was cut because it was from the NASCAR on TSN's Twitter page. Yes, they actually. Uh, do broadcast NASCAR races in Canada other than the NASCAR Pinty Series. Yes, Canada does have a NASCAR series called the Pinty Series which featured short tracks and road courses and also they have raced at the streets of Toronto. Uh, I think this is during the week where the IndyCars also raced there as well. What's that? Oh. Come on. God damn it. Uh, this is going to be the first time. An unprecedented thing. Twice, we're going to feature the breaking news edition of Meanwhile called... Breaking Meanwhile. In this breaking news edition of Meanwhile is where the Russian rebellion happened and it started on Saturday night and the man who led this charge Yevgeny Prigozhin has something planned and of course remember last year Russian army invaded Ukraine because of Vladimir Putin and now Vladimir Putin is very, 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 very livid and pissed off. Don't ask me why, but it's about the same words, same meanings anyways. Now, Keir Simmons of NBC News has reported this predicament in Moscow, and here was the report on the Sunday edition of NBC Nightly News on Ju- June 25th, 2023, which was earlier tonight. So, here's the report. In Russia tonight, state television is not showing these stunning images. Russians cheering for the leader of this weekend's aborted rebellion and his soldiers as they leave the city of Rostov-on-Don. Their mutiny bringing the country to the brink of chaos less than 24 hours ago, when Yevgeny Pogozhin, the leader of the Wagner Group, led a march to Moscow in response to what he called an attack on his fighters. Tanks and mercenary troops took to the streets, moving within 120 miles of the Russian capital. Before an unprecedented deal with President Putin, brokered by another president, Belarus leader Alexander Lukashenko, apparently allowing the man behind the insurrection to go unpunished and into exile. All that's left behind in Rostov-on-Don, occupied by his fighters for less than a day, 
tank tracks and questions. How can one, in a situation where we are in conflict with another country, have an internal war as well, this man asks. It was unexpected and somehow incomprehensible, says this woman, very stressful. Today, we're all recovering from the stress. It was the biggest challenge to Vladimir Putin's power in 23 years. The president called Prigozhin's rebellion a betrayal and a stab in the back. What's so striking about it is it's internal. The fact that you have from within uh, someone directly questioning Putin's authority. The very fact that over the weekend Wagner forces were coming out of Ukraine and going into Russia and toward Moscow uh, in and of itself is, uh, is extraordinary. NBC News has learned that U.S. intelligence agencies were aware that Prigozhin was planning a challenge to Russia's senior military leaders, briefing congressional leaders about it last week, according to a source familiar with the matter. Some Russian media tonight saying a senseless massacre was avoided with maturity, while the U.S. and Ukraine sensing weakness at the heart of the Kremlin. Putin right now is in real trouble. His army, 1.4 million people in the security forces, didn't step in and really squash this rebellion. As we're talking, the Chinese, the Indians, the Brazilians, the Middle East are trying to reassess how likely is Putin to survive much longer. At the very least, President Putin has more problems today than he did yesterday, with unknown consequences for his so-called special military operation in Ukraine. The more we hear the Russians have conflicts, this Ukrainian soldier says, the more it raises our fighting spirit. We didn't hear from President Putin or Evgeny Prigozhin today, Halley, and yet their next moves may determine Russia's future. And Kira, at one point it seemed like Russia was on the brink of civil war. Instability can be a concern in any country, but especially so in this one, in Russia. That's so right. You know, 24 hours ago, Halley, I thought I might be standing here talking about Russians fighting Russians here on the streets of Moscow. And just think about this. Russia controls around half the world's nuclear warheads, and it was on the brink of chaos. And that was Keir Simmons of NBC News reporting at Moscow on the day after the Russian Revolution started. Yes. Will there be a revolutionary war at Moscow, Russia, or the entire country of Russia against President Vladimir Putin? We'll just have to find out, but until then, after this brief ad, we are going to get to that lengthy-ass segment called the Dead... I mean, the Death... Death Star segment, where the star and the creator of Ted Lasso... Jason Sudeikis spoke to Gary Neville of Sky Sports. Neville, who is a former uh, soccer slash association football manager. That's all you need to know. But it was on the Sky Sports YouTube channel. So you better watch that one before you get to listen to this. But if you get to listen to this, that's also great. But stay tuned on this uh, three-day, the last part of the three-day episode, Return of Random Stuff, Season 4. Tuck's Medicated Pads presents Senator John Kennedy as you've always seen him before. 
the most hilarious side-splitting Louisiana government official of all time. If you put President Biden in charge of the Sahara Desert, he would run out of sand. Senator Kennedy takes no prisoners. Kale tastes like I'd rather be fat. He isn't afraid to tell the truth. The truth is that to a bear, we all taste like chicken. Bring the whole family to hear what the New Orleans Times Picayune called the folksy ramblings of a doddering old woman. How do you sleep at night knowing that some people don't like you? And I tell them, with the fan on. From live-dry overnight diapers for adults, it's the Canvas Comedy Event of the Year. John F. Kennedy. The F is for funny. We are going to have to get some new conspiracy theories. Because all the old ones came true. Safe Step Walk-In Tubs presents the Senator John Kennedy Comedy Tour. Coming to a Cracker Barrel near you. I really like dogs. folks now let's get to a segment it is so long you have to wait in line to get your food or it is so long that a waiter or a waitress had to take so many orders he almost died or she almost died at a job or segment it is so long that we have to take 5,000 miles all the way up to the space station to get to our destination of the operational death star in this Dead Star segment, we're gonna get to some British interview table with uh, Gary Neville, who is a color commentator slash analyst and a former uh, association football manager as he spoke to the star and creator of Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, who also is a former SNL cast member, about, well... How Ted Lasso came to be and, you know, some of the influence of the show Ted Lasso just a month before the uh, series finale or season finale or which, whichever. Depends. Maybe they should have a spinoff or maybe they should get a Ted Lasso Apple TV Plus movie. But then again, here's the conversation between Gary Neville and Jason Sudeikis. Great to see you, by the way. Nice to um, see you, too. Absolutely love the show. Thanks, what is man. the inspiration for the show? I mean, the change you want to see in the world, you know, like, you know, a, a, a way for us to write a program so we could, you know, go see as many football matches as possible. I think that would be Brendan's answer. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it... it uh, I don't know, I just grew up with sports movies, you know, and like, and, and very, even though they're set in the world of sports, a lot of times they have more stuff going on, and just want to tell those, uh, you know, story like that, so it's not, it's based on that desire. Sorry to interrupt, uh, can I leave a little early today? But part of your job is to stay until the whole team's gone. No, yes, of course, it's just, it's my mum's 50th birthday. Oh, oh, and what, what position does your mum play on the team again? It's okay, Will. Uh, tell your mum a happy birthday from all of us, and hey, if she ever wants to try out for the team, she's more than welcome. Oh, lovely. 
I was a coach, I don't know if you know, for four months and I got sacked. You do know you're going to have to be sacked at some point, don't you? Yeah, yeah, at, at some point. At well, some point, you'll have to be sacked. That, you have to be sacked. You can't be a coach and not get sacked. <laughs> but you're not really a coach until no, you get sacked, you have right? to get sacked. Well, that was part of the fun of, like, the first commercial was, you know, he, I was coaching, Ted was coaching Tottenham, and he was he got hired yeah. and fired in three days. Yeah. My name's Ted Lasso. I'm new head coach for Tottenham. Spurs been brought over here to, to you know implement my coaching style. Hey team, I coach. They're gonna play hard for all four quarters. Okay. Uh, two halves. What's that? Two halves. Okay, halves. They're gonna play hard for two halves, and we're gonna play till there's a winner and there's or a loser. A tie. What's that? A tie. Okay, till there's a winner, a loser, or a tie. You can tie. Why do you even do this? That's where the the whole idea got cooking. We we when the NBC got the rights to show the Premier League yeah. in the in the states, they were like, okay, how do we make how do we make this Weird sport, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever the biggest sport in the in the world. But how do we get American audiences? And so myself, uh, Brendan Hunt, and Joe Kelly, you know, three of the yeah. uh, four creators of Ted Lasso, the show, uh, got asked to do these things. And I played an American football coach, just like in the thing. Did the voice with the mustache and the whole bit. And the, the first commercial did well. The the the. The American football uh, community accepted it. More importantly, the the uh, UK football community accepted it, and then comedy folks really liked it. So we hit like this weird Venn yeah. diagram, and we got to do a second commercial, and, and then Apple, and Apple was the one to say, "Yeah, this sounds this sounds fun. We'll do it." And, and there we go. From jump, we wouldn't be here without like y'all liking those first commercials. Yeah, you know, and and and. You know, we go to these matches and we and we and we give a damn. You know, you were asking me before, like we you watching things for the show. During lockdown, me and all the dudes on the on the team and and the writers producers all played. You know, we we're all in lock. You know, uh, playing FIFA pro clubs. We created AFC Richmond. We had Rebecca Welton as our striker because we could have you know men and women on the same team. And it was before the show was even out. And I just sit there with a notepad. And as we're just you know talking trash or just things happen in the game, be like, well, that's you're right. Yeah, you know, we're just doing that. So I mean, I've, yeah. you know, that's. You could write that all off, right off my it's like Xbox. The Beatles right in there, so it's exactly like the Beatles. That's yeah, that's what. Yeah, but you know, just living life and yeah. doing that—that's part of the reason why we filmed it over here. Are you so. amazed by its success? I mean, it's oh, been unbelievable 100%. over in America and obviously in in the UK. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I watch it with my two daughters. They're yeah. both. Well, 12 and 13, I absolutely love it. Yeah. There are points in it where I wince a little bit, but I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they've yeah. not said that. Yeah, yeah, they've not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here comes the biscuits train. Choo choo. Sassy Spur! Not from mine. All right, how about that? Yeah. Uh, you oh, boss. Thank you. Uh, hey, who's the new receptionist? Oh, that's Nora, my daughter. Oh, okay. Wait. Is she mine? Dead. We had sex like six months ago. Right, 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 right. Sorry. Yep. Bad math. It's hard to do what you've done, which is, I think, create a football series like you've done. Yeah. And make it. So, if you like, uh, everybody likes it. Yeah, palatable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's Not difficult to do. But, yeah. No, but I think, you know, I, I must admit, when people said to me, you must watch it, I was like, Hell, really? I, I, you know, football? I think, and then I watched it, I thought, mm, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I felt a bit guilty yeah, after liking yeah. it. It's like, I, know, I like this. I know, dude. And then my daughters liked it. I thought, actually, this, this is quite unique for me to sit there with my daughter at the age yeah. of 12 and 13 and like something that yeah. we can all sit and watch. Yeah. I mean, the fact that families are watching it together is nuts. I mean, and, and yeah. lovely because that's the way, you know, we're around the same age. And so, like, that's how we grew up watching TV. Yeah. You know, everybody around one television, not everybody off on their separate, you know, yeah. iPads on their different YouTube channels and whatnot. So the fact that we've become a show like that is... I mean, lovely. Like, you know, my kids watch it too, and they're you know six and a half and nine. 
you know, but, and yeah. so it's like, you can hear these words, but you can't say them. Say them, yeah. I've heard my little boy Otis pitch the show to a fellow, we were in a toy store, and his buddy, there are two guys at the cash register, and he's like, he's like, hey, aren't you on Ted Lasso? And he goes, he goes oh, yeah, 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 I am. Uh, and the guy goes, what's Ted Lasso? And my little boy goes, uh, my dad plays an American football coach who comes over here, coach Premier League team, and they say the F word a lot. And the guy's like, yeah. oh, I gotta check that out. <laughs> Most Premier League coaches do too. Exactly, fair. yeah. It's authentic. Is, um, is Ted Lasso based on any football manager that you. Not really. Not really. No, the look, the look from the commercial was sort of based on Mike Ditka, you know, the great Chicago Bears yeah, coach, yeah. you know, with like the big yeah. glasses. And I mean, every yeah, yeah. You know, third, you know, uh, the NFL coach had a mustache in the 80s, and, and even a few do now. Um, but then. Then the voice is just kind of just a voice I do with like with like buddies and and like the spirit behind it was, you know we, we've all had like coaches or mentors that you know you have the hair dryers you have the people yeah. that yell at you to motivate you then you yeah. have the people that that kind of like when they when they do speak up you're like oh that's unusual and you know they mean it so like it was it was more rooted initially in like a, a guy that was a yelling screamer but then yeah. as we wanted to make it into a TV show it became a little bit more laconic yeah. a little bit more laid back. Do you realize you've put a bit of pressure on? U.S. coaches that comes to the Premier League and sure. they get mocked a little bit for it. I get it. I get it. Like people hate hearing the word soccer. Yeah, I think there's probably a stigma. <laughs> I'm not sure Ted Lasso helped. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw, it's not I, nice actually. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> wasn't the intention, I suppose. Not the intention <laughs> at all. And, and I, I haven't, you know. Mm, I haven't had the opportunity to apologize <laughs> or, or explain myself um, yet with like Jesse Marsh. Uh, um, yeah, I, I understand. That. I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a little lazy of anybody to, yeah. to you know correlate the two, obviously. But you know that's not never our intention to make things more difficult. But uh, you know because I think the things that Ted is teaching uh, you know is, is stuff that we any of us would probably encourage our you know sons yeah. and daughters to you know live up to or at least you know strive for. But uh, but yeah, I do know that ultimately, uh, if uh, American coaches came in came into this league and and won a whole bunch of games, that would probably go away. Yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest problem I think for them. Right. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> they're losing yeah. football matches. Yeah, they, I mean, and, and not not you know, there's a million factors that go into winning and losing. You know, especially at at, at a Premier League level. But but yeah, I, I think that we're, people are making it, we're maybe making it too easy to make fun yeah. of American coaches. And we're in, sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I always think you're going to get together with Rebecca, but is that no, a... I mean, you're ha these are the hard-hitting questions. I appreciate that. <laughs> I would say that they are together. That's been my answer from the get-go. Mm -hmm. People are like, are they? But the, you know, they seem. Are they, gonna get they are together. So, I mean, you know, that's that's part of the part of the fun of the show is is these people that you meet yeah. and and how they how you respond to them. Do you fall in love with them? Do you uh, is that love necessarily romantic love? Is it just like you know soulmates? I think there's like yeah. I, I've I've always said they're they're divinely connected. That's the way I always yeah. viewed it. But um, you know, getting together, they are together. That's the way I view it. And then the other characters, obviously, my ex Manchester United captain Roy yeah. Keane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he going over to him for? And what's he complaining for? I said at half-time, Robertson, what, what, what a baby. What a big baby. Just get on with the game. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is it based, the Roy Kent character inspired must be? Inspired by. Inspired. inspired. Yeah, yeah. You listen to me! You play like that next week. You can kiss the trophy goodbye. You hear me? Yes, Big man, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Uncle Roy. Roy, you want to sit in with me? Roy Kent, ex-Chelsea legend, joins us. Glad to have you on the show, Roy. Whatever. If you were hit by a bus today, what do I do? Go after the bus driver and make him pay for what he did to me. 
surliness and the fire, as you well know, you know, that, 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 that's probably, you know, loosely inspired on him, you know. On three, one, two, three. I love you guys very much! Jamie, is he, is he based on Grealish? Oh, Beckham. A little bit. I mean, again, we sort of take of, all these of, things. Yeah, yeah. We, we, like, uh, I, again, I, like, yeah, inspired by, I mean, he, Phil and and uh, Nikki, are, are, who was head of our hair and makeup, they'd meet at the beginning of every season. Like, what story are we going to tell with Jamie's hair yeah. this year? So, like, yeah, I mean, all the, I mean, all those are definitely the hair influences. I know that. I've seen the, the photos up in the yeah. up in the trailer of uh, yeah of David and, and Jack. So he had lots yeah. of hair yeah. uh, styles, David. Yeah, along the way, <laughs> we need the Mohawk. We need Jamie with the Mohawk. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what better reason for a season four, <laughs> five, and six is just to see what season James four coming. Is. By the way, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I you don't, you must know. know. This is where I get to, to give the most coach like answer. Yeah, yeah. sit on the fence. We're, we're, yeah. sit, we're, 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 we're dealing with one game at a time. We got episode <laughs> seven this week. We got episode eight next week. Not even worry about that. We're I listen to these seven. interviews every week. By the way, exactly like, the same oh, answers. No. So I've got one problem. Please, you're born, I love it. You're born in Kansas. Yeah. You live in New York. Mm-hmm. You support Manchester City. Look, how's that happen? That doesn't happen. That you, happens. You, you know, there's only one team in Manchester. You I know, know, I know, I know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, 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 of course. I, and that was my, you know, when Brendan and I first uh, were playing, like he fell in love with, uh, with football when uh, we were working at a theater called Boom Chicago in Amsterdam. And I talked everybody into chipping in 20 guilders. This is how long ago it was, guilders. Yeah. So I could buy a PlayStation for us to have in the dressing room just so I could um, play Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And Bren's like, hey, we pick up the new FIFA game. So it was like 2000. And so the two teams on the home screen were y'all and Arsenal. He was an Arsenal fan at that point, and I would play as you guys. So I literally just found it in a bag upstairs in the attic of my home in Brooklyn over Christmas. My Vodafone, you know, United kit from what 2001. Yeah. You know, no name, no name on the back because I didn't, I didn't know any better. But I knew all you guys. You were my squad on there. Then what happened was I got away from the game for what two decades. When I come back, or a decade and a half, when I come back to it, and we're starting to like watch more matches yeah. than all, We've than gone. all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're down there. <laughs> This is the demise like, of Manchester United. Like, I can't get to play with. I have, to, I have to pay eighty bucks to get an ultimate team to play with y'all. Back then, it was like you could play as like these, you know, great squads. Yeah. It's like they don't, you know. And so when I came back to it, if I'm gonna play FIFA, yeah, I pick, I pick City. And then I then I you know watch you know Pep, and then I, you know watch a few documentaries, take the ball, pass the ball. I'm just kind of like I like this dude. And so then it was just all there. But now here I am. You had the opportunity to go to a bunch of matches last season. Yeah. And you're gonna hate this even more. I like Arsenal too, so I'm like this weird. I'm like this weird like. Uh, it's I'm like it's the most political answer because <laughs> but I've been for the first two seasons agnostic, yeah. and I'll go see any game. I'll go see any match. Do you think they're cracking a little bit, Arsenal? It's I don't know what it is. You would know better than me, but it does appear that way. like. And I don't think it's cracking. What do you so call it in America? What do you call it in the US uh, when teams are? They call it like and stalls out. Yeah. I don't know. What's the equivalent in your? World, it went away. Yeah, like choking or what's the equivalent? I mean, the actor's nightmare, like not being able to remember your lines going up, especially like in a live performance. I mean, I remember one time being so tired because I took a red eye from a job to another job and being so tired that I couldn't remember my lines. And it was in, it was yeah. when I was doing uh, Thirty Rock with Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey, yeah. and I, I was so embarrassed because uh, it was just like. You know, Tina's a hero of mine. You know, Alec it was, yeah. it was so supportive, and they were both very kind about it. But how did you get through that? Like as many espressos as as pot, like, and and they kept whittling down the the monologue, making it less and less, and helping just, you out. Oh yeah, and then that just stacks because like the the former athlete in me is like, oh, I'm just I'm cramping up. I don't know yeah. what the, the like, just just 
flat out choking, just yeah. like just sitting there and just just he's gonna you know boof this penalty or, or like yeah. have a complete thing. And then one of my favorite phrases I learned from him and just bottled it, just <laughs> just just bottled that monologue. It was awful. Um, what would Ted say to Arsenal? Hmm. What would his speech be? What would his team talk be? Let's go ahead and give Dan a little bit of space right now, yeah? Oh, and hey, way to play out there today. Hey, y'all kick their butts from soup to nuts. Don't worry, we're gonna get a W soon. We'll see goldfish on Monday. You'd probably talk about goldfish? whatever Pep's wearing. You talk about someone over here and be like, God, you see that shirt he had on? That, that mock turtleneck. Boy, it looks good. I don't know. You think he ever eats bread? You know? Think he ever had a beer? I mean, what? Boy, boy. Just, it's kind of models, like physique, and just, boy, boy, he knows. He knows how to move those fellas around, don't he? You <laughs> know, he's just like, I, 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 I spoke with him. I didn't understand a word he said, but I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know how to play the trumpet, but you know, I know I like it. <laughs> who's giving him? Who's giving Mikel a pep talk? By his lovely wife, right? You hope. Yeah. You know, what's like, she saying to him? Oh, that I can't do that accent. <laughs> she came. I met, I met her at, at Arsenal. We, we were sitting up there with Vinay, and I. Um, she came over and introduced herself. She was like, "Hi," uh, you know, introduced herself, and I was like, "I'm, I'm uh, Mikel's uh, wife." I was like, "We love the show." And I was like, "Ah." So for all the guff that, like, I understand that, like, people, you know, American coaches might have about the way we're perceiving, to have, like, you know, yeah. to, you, know, uh, you know, Jose Mourinho, like, you know, doing, like, a commercial, you know, uh, for us, you know, a, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, Jurgen Klopp digging the show, yeah. you know, like, you know, Henri, you know, was was a fan of the commercials, you know, yeah. like, all these different things. I get, I get a nice message about the Amsterdam episode from Van Dyke, yeah. you know, but then, you know, Arteta, you know, like, then, then you're kind of like, okay, with the... Absolute understanding and appreciation of the of the of the uh, uh, American like sort of influence and and, and you know construct that that's set up and, and you know, taking the, the piss out of those uh, those guys, which again I deem as lazy, uh, and they shouldn't be they shouldn't have to deal with uh, to have the other side of the you know yeah. uh, other folks uh, managers and, and people from the community like dig the show has been has been yeah. wonderful and and something that we take great pride in. There's a lot of serious messages though in the show, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the big thing—the message that you send, the sort of the the social experiences that happen in the show that you know that will be resonating with so many people at home. It, it, is that most be a lot down? That's where a lot of the popularity comes from. I suspect that it's actually just cuts across all different age groups and different people. Yeah, I mean that's when we're like using sport as yeah. as a metaphor, you know. And, and you have these all these different stories, all these different archetypes of characters. But you're mostly just dealing with the humanity of these yeah. people and be like, yeah, these these people that seemingly have it all figured out, yeah. and yet at the end of the day, like especially the team, there's just a bunch of young fellows who yeah. came into who have a real knack for something that they've done their entire lives, getting paid a buttload of money for it, have all this pressure on them, and they're dealing with, you know, like, all these different anxieties. Yeah. It's what makes, I think, the show have, towards your point, like, a reach that goes beyond just, yeah. you know, football fans, and, 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 and yet at the same time, understand the hesitation that the football community would have yeah. about coming, oh, these Americans going to come over here and dip their toe <laughs> in our waters, and you think, I'm, oh, this is actually kind of nice. Well, whatever happens, I hope that the influence of Ted Lasso inspire everybody to, as Ellen DeGeneres once said, be kind to one another. But now after this brief ad, we get to listen to some Roger Taylor. So stay tuned, folks, on this Sunday edition of Random Stuff. <laughs> Look, it's Barbie. No, it's not. It's Georgie. <laughs> Volleyball, he's done it all, he's Georgie. Georgie. 
Jeep, the George Santos action figure who simply can't tell the truth. With so many identities to choose from, like NYU graduate Georgie. Give me my diploma, Dean. But you don't even go here. I'm putting it on my resume anyway. Broadway producer Georgie. I produce Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Didn't that musical suck? No. Volleyball Georgie? Have you ever played volleyball? Lady, I invented volleyball. And grieving orphan Georgie. My mom died in 9-11. Georgie, come for dinner. But my maid Farofa. She's alive! And don't forget Jewish Georgie. My grandparents survived the Holocaust. Awesome! Collect them all. Brain surgeon Georgie. Mermaid Georgie. Magician Georgie. Ballerina Georgie. G.I. Georgie. And so many other lies he's bound to tell. It's a Georgie orgy. Polygraph machine sold separately. Available at Rite Aid. And we're back on this Sunday edition of Random Stuff. Now let's get to some music with Roger Taylor. Yes, one of the members of Queen and his uh, old band called The Cross. They had this song called Heaven for Everyone. Now here it is, the live 1990 uh, edition of the song Heaven for Everyone at Geneva. Here's Roger Taylor and his band, The Cross. Rejection. You say. 
That was the cross led by the drummer of the band Queen, Roger Taylor, in the 1990 performance back in Geneva with their hit Heaven for Everyone. Now, after this brief ad, we wrap up our three-day episode return of Random Stuff Season 4, so stay tuned, folks, for the closing. Closed captioning for this podcast is brought to you by the following. Hi, I'm NBA All-Star Brooke Lopez, and in the off-season, I spend all my time training. 
model training at the train shack. Burbank's one-stop shop for model railroad enthusiasts. All aboard for a huge variety of trains and tracks. So much variety. And don't forget accessories like shrubbery, palm trees, a tattoo parlor, and green stuff that kind of looks like weed, but it's not weed. And an incredible selection of miniature white people. Little lumberjacks, stubby hobos, tiny garbage men, little degenerates mooning, and... The cast of Friends, I think? <laughs> this is a store owner, Mindy. Hi, Mindy. How's business? It's been a little slow lately. Thanks, Mindy. Oh, no. My choo-choo got a boo-boo. Don't worry, Brooke. I'm John, Mindy's husband, and I specialize in train repair. Wow, John. You really saved my caboose. On the train! And it's a great place to meet women. The train shack is not a great place to meet women. What are you waiting for? The train shack, located at 1030 North Hollywood Way, across from the old sizzler that's now an orthodontist office. Not to be confused with Shake Shack, Radio Shack, or Shack. Let's say big bucks. Thank you, Brooks. And bye. This Valentine's Day, give her a gift she'll cherish forever. A shreddable arrangement. A gorgeous bouquet of official classified documents, handpicked from the homes of presidents and vice presidents who just happen to have them lying around. Choose from... What I call scent of Corvette. Breathe in the aroma of sweet leather seats mingled with Iranian military secrets that were sitting on the floor of my garage next to an old can of WD-40, Jack. Or perhaps, by God's grace, your betrothed prays for something spiritual. Might I suggest, Mother May I, a Pence family collection of Space Force secrets and prayers for Jerusalem, handsomely displayed in an empty carton of lactate. 2%. Shut up, loser! The most romantic arrangement, by far, is from Trump. Grab him by the peonies, a fantastic bouquet of nuclear codes from Melania's shoe closet at Mar-a-Lago. The finest, most top-secret documents, lovingly crumpled by my own tiny hands, and flushed out a toilet of solid gold. Wow! Breathtaking, original, and highly illegal. Shreddable arrangements for secrets worth keeping. Available at Walgreens. Folks, that ought to do it for this Sunday edition of Random Stuff. And we just wrap up the three-day episode return of Random Stuff Season 4. We may have to do it again next week. But this time we'll add another prime time special as we're gonna get to the fourth graduation special and the prime time finally, you know... After this long, long hiatus, it might have to be a difficult one, but we'll get through it. So, then again, folks, 
नाइटी नाइट